Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk and kind of reaction to the Season of Dawn trailer. It went live on December the 3rd. I'm going to try and upload this video right away to YouTube to go up the same day because we are going to watch the Bungie stream tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. Uh, and we're going to be talking about these things. We're going to be watching the stream on my channel. So if you want to watch live with us and take part, come to the Twitch channel and you can always hit like, subscribe, and the little bell button on YouTube to help me out as well. So this trailer was jam-packed with stuff. I'm not going to run it inside my actual little window here because I don't want YouTube to, uh, you know, bop it or whatever. I don't want to have to deal with that. So I'm not going to run it. If you want to watch it, it's right on Bungie's YouTube channel. Uh, You can watch it there. I want to talk about a couple of things. First of all, I want to talk about Osiris. Uh, he shows up right away. A lot of people were speculating that. Clintus was just speculating it the other night on the Rageous Roundtable. He said, oh, I, I, bet, you, I bet you Osiris is going to pop out and be like, what have you guys been doing? Uh, second, I want to talk about the Sundial, the new activity, the six-man activity that we will likely see on the Bungie stream, the Sundial. And then lastly, I want to talk about what's missing. There are some things that are not being mentioned. There are some things that are not being talked about that either have people concerned or may be coming later. We're, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So first and foremost, let's just talk about Osiris. Well, Clintus was right. I, I want to I give credit where credit is due. He made that prediction. He's like, you know, Osiris is going to come walking out. I agreed with his prediction, I and I, I agreed for different reasons. I thought that, you know, if they're going to bring back Trials, which a lot of us were speculating, they would do that, and then they would, they would have Osiris be present uh, for similar reasons, right? If they're going to bring back uh, Trials of Osiris instead of Trials of the Nine, which is what I believe they would do, he would need to be the central figure. Now, keep in mind, they don't say anything about Trials in the trailer, but we've been kind of connecting the dots and the breadcrumbs. I'll have a video hitting my YouTube channel uh, tomorrow uh, on the 4th with my talk that I already did today about that, you know, connecting the dots, Real Crafty and Dr. Lupo and 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 Bandwipe, B-Dub, they're all going out there, a handful of other people as well. It seems like they're going out there for PvP purposes, and that would be one of the reasons to bring back some of the old hats like Real Crafty and Dr. Lupo to get their feedback and input. I, I, did th- I don't think if they do anything with Osiris, you know, Trials, it would come in, in January, so it may be forthcoming. It may be attached to something else. So what I like about them bringing back Osiris is they're tying all the threads together. They're grabbing all the threads of the game and it seems like they're kind of pulling them together. So this is probably maybe the first of many sort of return characters. If they're combing back through uh, and they're starting with Osiris, that means in the spring we could go to Mars and do something with uh, Anna Bray. If we do something with Anna Bray, that could be something that, you know, maybe they finally do something with Escalation Protocol. We don't know. Uh, They're also doing something on four different planets with Osiris, so that's something as well. It's going to be free. Uh, It's probably going to be like the Vex Invasions. It'll be like a companion sort of activity that's happening in the world alongside of the new activity called the Sundial. I, I, I say this somewhat serious and somewhat in jest. This is an opportunity for them to make Mercury not suck. Mercury's kind of a bummer of a planet. It's not always been that great. We saw uh, you know sparrows on Mercury in the trailer, which is a cause for celebration. And then they're going to expand Mercury. This this sundial area seems like a new area that is going to expand. Maybe the public space, maybe not. Uh, we would hope. Uh, well, if it's a six man activity, we'll probably instance into it from orbit, so it might not actually expand the public space, but it might actually open up Mercury. We don't know. It might make Mercury suck less. But if it is just an activity and we're never really doing anything on Mercury, that will be a bit of a bummer. Uh, but I do, I do like 
that they're going in this direction. And as I said, maybe Trials. Uh, maybe Trials. Maybe Trials will be attached to this, because we all know it was originally called Trials of Osiris, and Luke Smith said, let's bring it out into a warmer home when 3v3 Elim comes out of Crucible Labs. They did mention Elimination returning on the, the little trailer, but it was right before somebody was playing not 3v3 Elim. They said Elimination's returning, and so is Rusted Lands, and then they show somebody get a bunch of kills in a game mode that is clearly not 3v3, so we're not really sure what that means. We'll have to wait and see. Second, let's talk about the Sundial. So, the Sundial, they don't really go into any details about um, the, the, the internal logistics of the game mode, but we do know it'll be the six-man activity to replace Vex Offensive, and there will be weapon frames returning just like we did with Ikora, so that's cause I think for celebration, yay more weapon frames, more intentional grind that's good, we also saw in the trailer it said fight through time, it showed four different Vex, so I would hope that as the sundial spins and does its thing, we would potentially having multiple versions of the encounters, the bosses, the fights the whatever, and that that would be attached to these sort of time travel elements that Osiris brings to the game, and that would mean there's at least automatically out of the gate a little bit more depth than we got in Vex Offensive. We have to admit that Vex Offensive was very throwaway. Uh, It was very, very sort of just here and gone. It was a six-man activity. It was fun. It was rewarding, but there was no depth to it all. Now, they're in a bit of a, they're in a bit of a bind, okay? If they make it super substantive and super awesome, this is an activity that retires, okay? If they make it too good, then you're going to have people really upset when it leaves, I actually would err on that side of things. Make the content so good that we're upset it's going away, so we look forward to whatever is right around the corner. Uh, and then, if it's if it's not so good, then people might just start losing interest. They'll be like, well, every season, it's just a really, really simple, you know, throwaway activity. I do need to, you know, sort of echo what I said earlier, though. I think the lion's share of the community drops the 10 bucks, comes in, it's front-heavy, the season pass has tons of stuff on the front end, it's really, really fun, there's all sorts of stuff going on, and then they slowly engage less throughout the season, and they come back every season, drop that $10, and that's how it feels. So, if it's not super substantive, it'll still kind of do its job, but... When I look at the quality points of the Nightmare Hunts and the Nightfall ordeal with those difficulty spectrums and what that does, I would love to see that brought to this activity. You need depth beyond diversity, okay? And what I mean by depth beyond diversity is you can rotate bosses, you can take us to different timelines and different environments and fight different enemies, but if that's all that's really happening, if it's still just a very, very easy 750 power level throwaway activity, I think people are going to get burned out really fast. I was defending this at this content. It's like, it's not out yet, but I was saying, listen, for $10 we're getting a really, really good value transmission. We need to remember the days of old where we spent $30 on Rise of Iron and didn't get anything for another year. These small injections for $10, I think seem well worth it. You get the season pass, you get a bunch of cool stuff in the season pass, you get a new activity, you get new story elements with Osiris, you get new loot to chase. For 10 bucks, I think it's well worth it in light of where we've come and, and in light of how regular they're doing these injections and if they do a good spaced out trickled roadmap it can be really good but I will side with people and will probably lock arm in arm and agree with people if there's not enough depth to the activity if it's just another throwaway 750 gonna be a bit of a bummer what I would say is the four planets with the obelisks that you're helping Osiris with that's free for everybody that should be 750 
that should be easy peasy throw away and then the entry level difficulty for the sundial should be 750 but I believe you launch the four difficulties one each week so the first month of season of dawn there's at least a trickle of value uh, each time they each time they uh, they add that that they add that difficulty uh, I would say that adds grind and that adds depth. That adds something that you care about. That adds something that you uh, that you want to do. That that I think is an important thing to do each season. Uh, lastly, what's missing? So very quickly, what's missing from the trailer? What's missing from the website currently? Keep in mind, I'm recording this on December the third. Bungie may address this very quickly tomorrow in their stream. So within 24 hours, these things may be addressed. There is zero mention of leveling. Nothing. Now we compared Season of the Undying with Season of Dawn. And when we compared it, we noticed and said, oh, look, it doesn't mention any leveling here. The leveling was mentioned in Shadowkeep, giving a little bit more credence to my argument that I don't think we'll be doing any kind of a level bump in Season of Dawn. It'll just be the artifact. If there was a level bump in Season of Dawn, I kind of think it would be on the promotional page on Bungie's site or in the trailer. We'll wait and see if they address that tomorrow. I think it's just the artifact. So that's not mentioned or addressed at all. PvP elimination, is it going to be 6v6? Is it Rumble? I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. The guy gets a ton of kills in the trailer. He gets a 7th column, so is he in Rumble? Like, where is he? He's on Rusted Lands, and it says Elimination's coming back, but it ain't 3v3 Elim, so we're not really even sure what that game mode is or what it is. There's no roadmap yet. We may get that tomorrow. We may get that in the TWAB on Thursday, but presently, on December the 3rd, no roadmap. No mention of a raid, no mention of a dungeon. So these are things that are missing that could get filled in later. They could get added later. But again, I really do think for the $10, I'm not super concerned about what we're getting. I look at it and say, looks like a pretty good amount of content. I spend this $10. I grind the new activity. I get the new digs and the new stuff. And then in a couple of months, in three months, I do it all over again. This gets me to March. And then when March hits, there's another season, another $10. I think it's a very fair rhythm and injection. And I think if you expect the Taken King or Forsaken or Shadowkeep level of content every three months, you're expecting something that you basically can't get anywhere else. Because if you could get it somewhere else, you'd probably be playing that game instead. So as always, we're going to go to question and answer next. It'll probably be a little bit of a shorter question and answer session if you're watching on youtube or you're listening on itunes or google play or spotify you can always come in live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is gonna be a question and answer session that followed my initial thoughts of the season of dawn trailer if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com that will bring you right to my twitch channel we will be covering Season of Dawn. We actually can co-stream the Bungie stream and all those things. So you want to be here live for those you can. If you're watching on YouTube, hit like and subscribe. And the bell button also helps me out. So let's just jump right into the questions. Uh, Trumpkin Lord says, If there is no trials, what do you think the end game of Dawn would be? This is where I, I'm, I'm going to really reiterate and echo what I said about the Sundial six-man activity. If you don't add difficulty spectrum to it this isn't really doing the thing that they said that the 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 annual pass or the season pass content is supposed to be there for that hardcore player for that hobbyist player a 750 activity ain't gonna do that i mean it is it needs to have those layers i think of value if if there's no trials then you would hope that the 
the core meat of the game gets some good PvE treatment, and then whatever, I mean, they said that Rusted Lands and Elimination are returning, but it's, it's, the frame of the video is super weird. It says PvP Elimination Mode, and then it says Rusted Lands, and then it says Returning. What does that mean? Does that mean that they're both returning? Does that mean that Rusted Lands is returning in the elimination mode? I mean, it's just, it's phrased very, very strangely. And then they show a guy get a seventh column on Rusted Lands. And it's like, well, that's not 3v3 elim. Like, it's really unclear as to what's going on. So if there's no trials, there's a map returning and a mode returning. And we don't know to what capacity. There's also... On, on this list here, there's no mention of ritual weapons. That's another thing that's missing that I left out of my video. There's no mention of ritual weapons on here. So, what are you doing with Crucible, Vanguard, Drifter? Like, those are things that may feel like they're kind of getting ignored. Again, I don't think $10 season pass content is meant to touch every piece of the game but you would expect some of it to get like something I don't know we'll have to wait and see that's why to me trials just kind of made sense new PVE game mode they got the they got this obelisk thing that's free for everybody and then you do trials as you're returning you know PVP game mode I just I don't know if they're not doing that it, uh, what are you doing with elimination if it's coming back then how is it coming back and in what way uh, Trills with 16 months thank you 31 months from cool guy sob thank you welcome back Ragnarsson do you think Bungie will fix Warlock melee speed this coming season I thought they didn't they say something about animations being adjusted for Warlock in in one of the twabs they're going to be doing something about it I know that on Reddit something trended where they were showing that like Warlock melee speed is is jacked up or something. It's slower than all the rest or something. I don't know. It, it, they're, uh... Oh, that was for Titan? I swore they said they were doing something with Warlock melee animations too. Um, I don't know. I would... I would... I'm not... I don't have a whole... I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't have a strong opinion about uh, melee speeds for Warlock, so I'll have to wait and see. Hobbit Spartan. Do you think the season that they didn't show... A, Oh, do you think that the season, this season, they didn't show roadmap is because of the Undying Mind? And do you think that at the end of the season, there should be an activity that incentivizes the player base to play an already uh, instated activity? Imago loop type loot, exotic quest, something like that. Um, well, the roadmap could be just being staggered. This is just a trailer. And then after the trailer's out, they'll add the roadmap. The, you know, they could do the roadmap in the TWAB. I've been coming down here and clicking on the press kit to see if the press kit's getting added and it's not. So, um, I don't know how you do, what is it, control tab? How do we get back to where, there we go. I'm not going to do that again during the Q&A because it's going to be hard to get out of. I've got this set to full screen so we can just kind of keep the pertinent information uh, in front of us. So, uh, yeah, I don't, the roadmap could be coming tomorrow, after tomorrow in the TWAB. I would imagine they're not going to suddenly not do a roadmap. Uh, I just think they're staggering it. This was kind of the initial, uh, the initial information. Um, I could reload this page just to see if they've added it to the bottom. Cause on when we went to the other season, yeah, it was down here below, and it's just not. There's video, there's screenshots, and then there's some wallpapers. So, uh, next question. Oh wait, hang on. Oh, 
yeah into the other part of your question you're asking me something that i've answered numerous times you're kind of hit you're kind of giving me a softball here i numerous times stated that one of the main issues with uh the way they ended season of the undying and the undying and then you know the presence of the undying mind one of the problems with that was was primarily that it was really anticlimactic right so you know if they're going to have this sundial activity running as one of the main hubs of activity for the next three months you would hope that if it's retiring they would do something similar but not so lame uh it was just lame it was you know it was just a boss change you know there was there was nothing else going on so i would i would think that they would want to take that to heart and say okay the crescendo and climax of the season needs to not be a boss change and not even an actual boss change i mean he didn't do anything different uh he moved to the same locations it was the same mechanic to fight him and he died faster so it's like i i don't know what i don't know what the thought process was there other than again in the best light possible right in the best light possible i i thought they just thought it was a cool way to end the season story-wise like oh we'll have the undying mind show up and it'll be like a really cool way to end this you know and end the the season with like a story element and i think in doing so they hurt themselves because people didn't really catch that vision they were like oh something's gonna change with the activity and it didn't so given that they learned from that i don't know if they have enough time but i would hope over the next couple of months they could say hey we really need to do something significant at the end of this sundial activity to send it off with something neat uh salty rob with 23 months thank you uh animus control what's the single most important thing to you that bungie does this season to improve over undying i i know they're not going to do much with gun perks so i'm not going to plant my flag there even though i would really like to i think that's a bigger driver for grind and that's a bigger quality point for me personally but i i'm i'm i know that's probably unlikely so i'm gonna say that we need depth in the activity because we know they can build an activity that's satisfying we know they can create an intentional loot grind nobody's in doubt about that it's like vex offensive it was a good activity it was pretty straightforward it was satisfying it was rewarding the reward structure and the logistical nature of pursuing the weapons was really really good but there was no depth so it's like why wasn't there an 820, 950, 980 difficulty. Why didn't you have those other layers of difficulty? Because that would have created a whole lot more opportunities to maybe do something to the weapons, ornaments, uh, more weapons, better versions of the weapons, something, better versions of the armor. I don't know. They, they didn't stagger it. They didn't stagger uh, the value at all, and it was odd. And I think it's. I, I think. It, I think it's fair to say this. Um, I, I think it's odd to be like, "Welcome to Shadow Keep and Season of the Undying." We're bringing back difficulty spectrum, and they got four difficulties on Nightmare Hunts, and they got four difficulty uh, settings for Nightfall: The Ordeal. It's weird to do that and then be like, "And the seasonal activity." is a 750 kind of just breeze um 
that felt disjointed and I would hope that they again would take that to heart and do what they can or have already done what they can to make the new activity have more depth than that Uh, because here's the thing if you come back to Season of Dawn and you're like yay the sundial activity six man activity sweet and it's 750 just how long do you think that's gonna become like a complete snooze fest to you when you're in the 900s you know just steamrolling bosses in areas and stuff so I I really really hope they thought through that cause I think we I think it was a little bit easier to overlook in Shadowkeep because Shadowkeep came with you know the the dungeon and it came with the nightmare hunts and then they did the thing with the nightfall the ordeal we don't have that this time this is it you, you you're su- this, this sundial activity this is it this is the thing this is the activity so journey through time to save a legendary hero defend the sundial from the cabal and an all new six player man man activity okay so I I didn't my, my video is kind of stupid now uh, when we saw the four versions of the vex that says cabal so the four versions of the vex probably has nothing to do with this activity so there potentially aren't multiple versions because it sounds like we're going to be fighting the Cabal and not the Vex, and the four versions we saw were the Vex. Now again, journey through time to save a legendary hero, maybe we do have to journey through time. Maybe we initially fight some Vex, and there's multiple versions and multiple styles, and then we get to the part where we fight the Cabal, and then we have the frames of weapons, but you know, I don't know. Story and activities. So this says story and activities, so this part over here, turn back time, is probably story, and then this is the activity the sundial um so uh why do you think all this will be more than vex offensive if it's not more than vex offensive then the reason i think it is because the pattern up to now with seasons is that the activities get a little bit bigger and better each time the forges then reckoning and then menagerie each time got a little bit more involved and a little bit bigger and so i would not expect them to plant a $10 DLC around an activity that is is literally a couple of encounters at 750. I'm I'm not like I'm not like being a bungee apologist and giving them the benefit of the doubt. I just think it's lo- it's it's far more logical to think that they would try to boost they would try to boost the activity's substance and depth and not like and not leave it as something as simple as like a 750 activity and I mean we all laugh at reckoning but at its core reckoning was significantly more substantive than the forges it had its own area okay it had a rotation of bosses and what you had to do was a whole lot more involved than what we did in the forges the forges were like unbelievably throwaway content uh and then Reckoning to Menagerie. So even though we didn't like Reckoning, on paper, it was way more substantive than the Forges, and potentially it could have been significantly better and and far better received if they would have given it better structure of reward, because that was the main problem with it. It was you just couldn't get anything from it. Uh, the reason. Thoughts on the viability of the new guns? It really feels like the new sidearm and rocket launcher will have a tough time without new perks. Well, 
not only that, rockets aren't going to get a presence until they update them. They've got to do something with their potential damage. They've got to do something with their ammo capacity, two in the chamber, something. Um, I, if they don't do something to rockets, then no. I don't care what perks you put on it. It's going to be really, really hard. And if you put crazy perks on it and it's just a legendary, that's weird too. So I would, I would hope that they do something with rockets. Rockets have been kind of down and out for a while. Uh, Nada with four months, thank you. Steven says, with the launch of the Season of Dawn, will Saint-14 become the sexiest vendor in the game? I don't know if he's going to be a vendor. He could be. Um, but we got Eris as a vendor, and then we had the Lectern, and then Ikora was basically an updated... Uh, uh, and we're helping Saint. I'm, I'm sorry, we're not helping Saint. We're helping Osiris. So I don't know if, if he's coming back as a vendor. They didn't seem to indicate that. Waves. With the potential trials return put to the side, do you think PvP is deserving of more than just one D1 map and some subclass changes? Rusted lands and the solar subclass changes. Well, you have to remember something. They're trying... Well, they're also bringing back elimination. They've said that in the trailer. We don't know in what way. Um, we don't know in what way they're going to do that. So, he's going to have the weapon frames for us. I mean, I could see that because it says turn back time and it's got 14 here. And then here's the bird with 14. It says earn new weapons. So I would think that would mean that the weapons with all the 14, Saint 14 stuff on them um, are going to be, yeah, like this one. That's probably one of the weapons then that we would grind for with him. I would think it's got his little symbol in the background. I don't know. That could also be uh, an exotic. It's, It's hard to know. It's hard to know. A lot of times they show us stuff like this and there's no explanation um this that's the linear trace rifle right there in his hands uh i'm sorry not the linear trace rifle the linear fusion rifle linear fusion rifle um and that looks very very similar to the the other weapons here i don't know what this style was supposed to represent oh there's a 14 right here on the top of this uh, grenade launcher so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe um, it's hard to know. We, you know, if if you know with with what they're doing with with PvP and stuff, if this is if this is going to be uh, enough, I would think Saint Fourteen giving us the frames, you know, as a vendor, uh, you know, and then and then. And these guns are clearly got his emblems on them. He could be the one giving us the frames. But as far as um, do I think PvP is deserving of more than just a D1 map and a subclass change? I mean, it's not really a question. It's it's you wanting to assert that that Crucible deserves more. That you know, what what am I going to say? No, Crucible can suck it. I mean, of course, we would like to see more done with Crucible. So, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. We don't know what's going on. You think SRL will be back with the dawning? No. Uh, Zadior. Do you think they will reveal much more in tomorrow's stream? It seems like the stream will just be a run-through of the activity and some talk about the season. Well, sure. I mean, the, I think that's the big question, though, that people have, right? That's the big p- question people have, is... Are... are are you, what what is this event like what is it because if it's just like vex offensive where we run in kill some stuff satisfy a mechanic and then move to the next area and do it again and then kill a boss and it's at a 750 difficulty and it's super easy breezy and rig- really really rewarding is anybody 
is anybody going to want to do that all season my concern would be that they would say well the only real dial we can turn is the generosity dial like if they don't have the ability if they don't have the ability to add difficulty spectrum or depth they may say oh well we can lower the generosity so people have to grind it a whole lot more and it takes a whole lot longer for them to get stuff that would be my biggest concern is that they end up turning that dial down so the longevity of the event is artificially extended by being freaking stingy um that would be my that would be one of my biggest concerns right now is that they're like hey uh so the general consensus and feedback was that vax offensive didn't have enough depth and it was really rewarding and people kind of got through it and were done very very quickly um so in order to get a little bit more longevity and life out of the content uh we're gonna have to lower uh we're gonna have to lower the the reward structure right you know make it make it stingy and then oh yeah well now now all of a sudden it lasts longer i, I don't think that'd be a good uh, a good a good move that's a concern that i have mick cheshire do you think that rather than calling it trials of osiris they would instead call it trials of saint 14 saint already has voice lines and i feel like it was just of osiris that could have just announced it oh i don't know i have uh i have no idea um the you know making it centered around Saint-14 is that could be cool I don't know why they would do that though Trials of Osiris would be far more powerful as far as like oh my gosh they're bringing back Trials you know that's a thousand percent what they're doing thinking anything else is delusion well I think it's really insulting and honestly kind of stupid to call people delusional for thinking that they're going to do more with an activity than they did with Vex Offensive I actually think it's quite logical to think that they would do more with the event since it's launching by itself as the central siloed piece of the season as opposed to Vex Offensive which launched alongside Shadowkeep but I appreciate you calling anybody myself included delusional for thinking that they're going to be doing more I appreciate your uh, ridiculously dumb candor Nova Hands hey Lono would you like to see the original Curse of Osiris Forge weapons come back as the new activity guns or would you prefer all new weapons I would think that the reskin thing might not go over that well uh, just because they just did it with Vex Offensive and if they do it again I would be concerned that people would be like okay I'm done I, we're coming back it's it's just a silly activity for a couple of guns and the guns are reskins like I like that we see the shotgun right I like that we see the shotgun and I'm like okay if that thing comes back with random rolls cool because it's a really sexy shotgun but I don't know I don't know if they want to keep doing that you can't keep throwing leaves and paint on everything and expect people to be like wow I'm so glad I paid ten dollars for random rolls on weapons that were already in the game I continued to say that what they should do is use the old weapons as like a free update right Thank you, Joski, for 21 months as a free update. Because down here, help Osiris fix the timeline by restoring obelisks on four destinations. Why am I doing that if there's no loot attached? So the hope would be maybe that's where those guns come back or something. We did that with Brother Vance, though. But if you guys are right and the sundial and the frames come from Saint, okay? 
then Osiris could maybe have reskins of those weapons from before. Now, keep in mind, they're not reskins because we can freaking look at them. Like, that grenade launcher, that hand cannon, and that linear fusion, those aren't reskins. And at least the grenade launcher, which looks very similar in its aesthetic to these others, has Saint-14's little logo right on top. Okay, so it to me would seem Saint-14's frames and stuff that we're doing in Sundial is leading to the clean looking dope weapons we've seen in a handful of these pictures. Um, well, that exotic scout rifle, maybe not, but this back here, I'm not seeing any reskins. When we first saw the Vex offensive weapons, it was really clear. It was like, oh, those are reskins. Those are right out of, uh, those were the forge weapons, right? Not all the Forge weapons, but some of them. So they could do something like that again. We haven't seen any evidence of that in any of these screenshots. I've not seen a single gun that looks like a reskin uh, from the past. So if... But again, as I was just saying, if this Osiris Obelisk thing has weapons attached to it for free, that's where you put your reskins. If that's something free that everybody gets access to, that's where you put your reskins. And if the six-player activity with the sundial and the frames and and saint lead to guns that look like that, then we're fine. Because no one can look at these weapons that we've seen so far and say reskin. They're all new. I've never seen that aesthetic before. I've never seen these, these frames or these design elements before. So that would be... You know, that'd be probably a smart way to do it, to say, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a free and a thing. And that that goes in line with what I said about, like, have Escalation Protocol be one of the seasonal things that gets updated, it's free, and then you add random rolls to all the weapons. No one can complain about reskin because it's just something free they're doing for the heck of it. And then the paid content has completely new stuff, which that's what it appears to be doing. The sundial and the frames of the weapons seem to be all new stuff that we've never seen before. Hopefully unique perks as well because it's not that exciting it's not that exciting to chase weapons with perks that you know we've been using before studly do you think they will update mercury to let us use our sparrow there are sparrows on mercury in the video so it seems to be that case and dylan responded to some of the to some of the tweets about it with affirmatives that it is happening Uncle Naldi, perfect paradox brought forward for this year's weapons. Uh, seems like it's possible. Do you think Trials next season? I still think Trials is coming this season. I'm just going to guess in January. I'm going to continue to guess that until I'm proven otherwise. It makes more sense in the immediacy to do it um, this season. I don't think you're going to bring Crafty and Lupo to Seattle in December, right before a break, if we're not getting trials until next season. I would think you would have them come out in a lower lower cost season of travel and in a lower, like, it's easier to get them out there in, like, January or February. Like, that'd be easier. What What's the impetus for bringing them out right now? Um, what's the impetus? Why? It, if it's not coming out until next season, what, April? I mean, to collect activity, I don't know. Deed said there'll be 12 devs on stream tomorrow. Okay, should be a good stream then. 
Slayer. Any thoughts on seeing those four different Vex encounters through the timelines possibly being something tied to weekly rotation? It's possible, but again, as I pointed out in here, defend the Sundial from the Cabal. I don't know what the four Vex timelines has to do with the, with the Sundial, unless it's, a, unless it's a precursor and we fight them and the Cabal, or we fight them first or something, I don't know. Or we defend the Sundial against the Cabal, and then the Vex come out according to whatever end up it ends up spinning to. I don't know. Doesn't that make the game pay to win if the better weapons are locked behind money? Yeah, it's pay to win. And so it's every DLC for the last five years has been pay to win. Welcome to Stupidville. Uh, the Archon Lord. Lono, I think we can see the third exotic in the picture on your screen as the other two weapons are exotics. Any guesses? No idea. You know, I, 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 we don't know what's an exotic and what's not. I mean, we saw the scout and the scouts on the season pass. Um, so we know that's an exotic. I'm not going to speculate about the others because there's no indication on any of these pictures or screens of what is an exotic other than, other than this one that's in here. When you go to level 35, there is an exotic right there. That's clearly the scout that is in the hands of the guys in the big, in the, in the big pictures in the wallpapers. Uh, this guy here is holding that scout. Um, so uh, did it, did it, did it. next question tarnished one do you think there will be story missions maybe because it sounds like if you if you look at the if you look at the way they structured the sundial section of this page it says story and activities uh, in small text right here story and activities repair the sundial and then it says journey through time to save a legendary hero okay well, we're not doing that every week or day, so that'll be the kickoff to Sundial, um, and that'll be dialogue from Osiris and dialogue from Saint Fourteen and our ghost and stuff. So that'll be your story kickoff. I wouldn't expect it to be super substantive, given that a lot of that stuff ends up being throwaway. Um, they they also don't have. Uh, they also don't have the uh, anything listed for um, strikes, so probably not a strike, just a simple little quick story mission that's going to unlock the sundial and bring Saint-14 back. And apparently Deeds tweeted a moments ago, rehearsals today looking at rapid fire parade of uh, reveals and game changers will be playing musical chairs with 12 devs on set. Tune in. Uh, that's going to be a big day. Let's give that uh, a retweet, because um, that's that's exciting. That that, that they're doing. Uh, 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 what to do to accomplish before the season begins? So they got Flashpoint IO, Nightfall, the Ordeal, Savathun song, and the Crucible playlist. Momentum Control is uh, is back. So let's see here. We're gonna be we're gonna be t- watching this. So if you guys are listening or watching in other locations, and you can be here on December the fourth to watch live. Uh, it's gonna be a big day. It's gonna be a big day. Co-streaming. Uh, this. Be there with us. So uh, if you're if you're able to come and watch, it'll it'll be a it'll be a good time. It'll be a real good time. Uh, blues says so from the trailer there was nothing about trials do you still have a hope that they will potentially announce tomorrow i don't know if you notice it from the trailer saint 14 has a pvp line you fight like a caged animal so maybe a trials version of saint 14 
or or he narrates like the drifter narrates gambit and he narrates the sundial since it seems like he's attached to the sundial um I'm not going to take that away from you. He does say you fight like a caged animal. He could also say that when you're setting him free and maybe he's fighting alongside of you or something. It could be something along that. I don't want to read too deep too deep into that. But Deej's tweet that they have, quote, a rapid fire parade of reveals and game changers uh, and 12 devs. You don't need to bring 12 devs out to talk about repairing the sundial activity. There's clearly more going on. Hopefully, hopefully, maybe something with weapons too. Like, I don't know. Maybe armor. Maybe they're going to touch on armor 2.0. Maybe there's going to be updates there too. You don't need 12 devs to talk about one activity. So I'm a, that 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 has my appetite. Um, really, really, uh, um, my appetite's ready. <laughs> like, okay, what are you going to talk about? That's a lot of devs. That's a lot. That's that's potentially a lot going on. Uh, time splitter. If Trials isn't returning this season, do you think Bungie needs to clarify this during the live stream tomorrow to temper expectations? Here's the thing. All right. If they say, if they say nothing about Trials tomorrow, if they say nothing, that actually speaks volumes. Okay. Because I happen to think if Trials is not coming back, they would say, we know that many of you are looking forward to the return of Trials and with Osiris coming back, there's a lot of people that think it's going to be coming back and some of your some of your PvP friends are even visiting the studio. We have to let you know that it is not coming back this season. We have plans to bring it back next season. I, I, I could hear them saying something like that. If they don't say that and they say virtually nothing, then that kind of makes my eyebrows go up. It's like, well, you're just going to let us speculate till the cows come home? Like, when will we know with exact specificity whether or not Trials is coming back? Will we know when the calendar comes out? Will we know, you know... I'm getting hit on all of my Let's Play Arkham Knight videos. Um with copyright claims from illustrated sound music that's great that's these are ancient videos with no views so good job um yeah i don't know saying nothing feels like that feels like a stronger statement than saying something to the effect of we know lots of people have been looking forward to the return of trials and speculating on its return we won't be able to do that this season i would expect that or nothing. And if they don't say anything, then that's something. It's like you clearly are going to bring it back. I don't know. I think saying so- saying nothing is unlikely though. I think they're either going to say look for more information about changes to PVP and the return of 3v3 elimination uh in a future stream or a future post or future whatever the frick. Uh or they would say we understand that lots of people are wanting this to come back and it's going to but not in the immediate future uh i don't know i would expect a statement to be made uh given the level of speculation as well as i was i would expect a statement to be made about leveling uh and i expect to be proven right that we're not leveling we're just going to level the artifact sunfire do you think that they could do something for solos to have a way to grind high stat rolls 
armor and ascendant materials because right now it's just master nightfalls master nightmare hunts it doesn't have the fastest but it's good for souls to get better gear um as far as solos trying to get high stat rolls on armor and ascendant materials i get questions like this periodically and with love in my heart i don't care about equipping end game hardcore solo grind that is not important what is important is good spectrum of content and the higher you go along that spectrum the harder it gets and the more you need teams whether it's higher levels of nightfalls higher levels of nightmare hunts or raids and it's been like this for five years get used to it find people to play with that's i'm sorry and go grind iron banner if you're a solo player that wants high stat rolls there are people that have never touched a raid that have better stat rolls than me and i grind the raid faithfully every week so i don't want to hear it just go play iron banner i don't want them creating content structure and grind for solo players in the end game that's nonsensical the game's not structured that way the harder you go the higher you go the more you need a team that's how this game's been for five years if you're out of step with that there's i don't want them to like restructure the game for you it this is how the game has been built since the introduction of nightfalls and raids and i don't think they need to change anything so uh, Young Savage is the shotgun of the trailer new? No, it, you could you could get that during the uh, Curse of Osiris um, DLC before. It's the it's the Saint fourteen shotgun. Perfect Paradox is the name of the shotgun. T Funk being stated last year, seasonal activities was for end game content. Now it seems like the content is well below end game. Anything strikes at least have no respawn zones. Why have they changed the philosophy? Are they trying to sell everyone again, similar to how D2 launched? We don't know the answer to this question yet, T-Funk. We have to watch the stream tomorrow. Your question better get an answer tomorrow, though. It better. I want to know. I'm like, are you guys literally just going to launch a 750 activity and that's it? That's all we get for the whole season? I... I'm telling you, I have a very, very good feeling that this Sundial activity is going to have difficulty spectrum, it's going to have modifiers, it's going to get tougher, there's going to be a reason to do that. If not, I'm like, what the frick are you guys doing? As you said, in the past, they've made it clear, seasonal activities, seasonal injections are there for the hardcore players, it's there to extend the endgame. Vex Offensive was not endgame. It wasn't. So, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they're... Th- if if they're thinking about accessibility... Oh, this is the problem. Let's think about this. This is the problem. It's a la carte. So if you go New Light and you bypass Shadow Keep and you buy Season of Dawn, how do you level up to play the harder content? Unless Bungie would just logically say, look, if you're interested in doing stuff higher than 750, then you should be buying more of the content to level up then. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Seasonal activities are for New Light to be able to jump in and do with their friends and play. They can't make it high light level. Yes, they can. They can have higher level difficulties. And if you can't play it, shut the frick up and buy the content and level up. You want to play 750? Repair the sundial? Do it. Nobody's stopping you. Match made, jump in, have a ball. But if you, like, what are we supposed to do then as hardcore players? Spend $10 every season and deal with diluted content and no difficulty spectrum because of new light players that would be a terrible terrible strategy that if, if that's their goal 
If that's their goal, then that's not going to work. They're going to go right back down the rabbit hole of their stated goal of end of like seasonal content being there for hardcore like end game extension. If in one year's time they've decided that seasonal content is not to extend the end game, if that's the case, then that would be my concern is that you're going right back down the rabbit hole of doing Destiny 2, nothing is hard, everything is, you know, low level, super accessible. You know, I I don't know. That would be really weird to keep pointing back to October and being like, well, new light players, new light players. Yeah, fine. They can play the 750 version of Repair the Sundial. And I can play the 950 version or the 980 version and get better rewards. Um, you know, I don't know. It would be, it, it would be, it doesn't matter if it's 750 or 940, we're over leveled. Right, so you would do the same structure that's in Nightfall, the Ordeal, and the Nightmare Hunts. The hardest would be 980. And we'd have to slowly grind the artifact to get back up to that delta, which would take a couple of weeks. Which would be reasonable. And then once we get up there, it's still tough, and you still gotta work together. I mean, even today when we ran a 980 Nightmare Hunt, and we were all at the delta, it was still tough. We still had to pay the frick attention. It wasn't like a br- it wasn't like a walk in the park. If, I'm telling you, if they don't bring difficulty spectrum to this activity, I'm going to be really concerned about depth and grind because we're going to get bored as frick within a couple of weeks. And it's like, what are y'all doing? Now, if they have four versions because of the four timeline things that we saw, that might satiate us. Maybe. If the frames are staggered accordingly, maybe. Maybe that would satiate us. We're going to have to wait and see. Tomorrow is the answer to this question. I don't think you can keep looking back to new light and say we have to have the seasonal content be super easy peasy accessible. I think difficulty spectrum satisfies everybody. If you just want to play the 750, go for it. Nothing is withheld from you. We said that with Nightmare Hunts. In Nightmare Hunts, nothing was withheld from you. You could grind Nightmare Hunts at the lower level. It was a slower turnover rate of the fragments and the and the and the and the guns, right? It was a less effective grind. But when I grinded Master Nightmare Hunts all day with Pugs and and Vreek and T Funk and everybody, and we were just grinding Master, and I had all those uh, cores, I could make guns way more effectively. That's exactly how the menagerie works. If you just match make and it goes slow, it's going to be really ineffective. If you stack and blitz it, you're more effectively getting gear. It's a really really good grind. That is why difficulty spectrum is so freaking brilliant because no one can complain. You can't be like, well, that's not fair. I don't own shadow keep and I, you know, I can't raise my, my level that effectively. I don't have all these other things going on. I'm just down here at the 750 free to play player. You know, I can't level up as well. It's like, well, come on. That's that the way the game is structured. If you want to level up buy the rest of the content, as a matter of fact, can it, couldn't a new light player conceivably get to 950? Do you need Shadowkeep to get up there? Yeah, you did, right? Shadowkeep is what raised it to 960, didn't it? It would be... It would be... Didn't you need it? Because it's on, on their website, even. On their website, you have... Shadowkeep is what promotes the 960. No, you can get all the way to 950 for free? You can get to 950 as a new light. Well, then this entire discussion is completely moot then. If, if, if you're a new light player, then 
this sundial activity can go to 950 and it ain't gonna keep you out of it it ain't gonna keep you out of it that that i don't know if you don't need shadow keep to get to 950 then there's no excuse i don't think they need to do that hang on we got a link here for items being removed at the end of season of undying okay so this is right from bungie's website it's not going to fit in the question and answer form very well um uh Season of the Undying Season Pass and Bonuses Season of the Undying Seal and Title Vex Offensive Vex Invasions on the Moon Weapon Frames and Bounties from Ikora for the Vex Offensive Ikora's Vex Offensive Weekly Challenge Emblems and Shader Quest Items from Season of the Undying Incomplete Items in the Collection Badge will Turn Invisible Lore The Last Days of Kraken Mare uh, The Gate Lord's Eye Seasonal Artifact The Player Power Increase from the Gate Lord's Eye Season of the Undying Artifact Mods uh, the Leviathan's Breath exotic quest if players didn't own the season pass the season of the undying specific materials like Vex components uh, the following season 8 triumphs will no longer be able to earn I'm not reading all of those so a bunch of triumphs there you go uh, wizard spits how do you think dawn will tie in with the pyramid ships um, no idea uh, they, they, they were a surprise with shadow keep um they were a surprise with Shadowkeep, and that was something that's tied more to Eris. And so, Osiris and Ikora and the Undying Mind does feel like a separate timeline, not a separate timeline, but like a separate story arc. So, I don't know if they're going to do anything with the pyramid ships. The, um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know if I don't know if they could tie it together. It doesn't seem connected to me. Um, Wrath Wrath's Destiny is there not going to be a raid do you think we would have an impact on the community of the player base no a, a minority of the player base even plays raids I think raids get overstated as a vacancy like I can't believe there's not a raid yeah well I'm sure the player base numbers will be just fine without a raid and besides they don't have the bandwidth and Bungie has proven if their raid team builds a raid one year apart are the best raids so nodded do you think the patrol zone is going to be expanded upon it's hard to say it's hard to say because if it's a six-man match made activity like vex offensive you won't be able to get there through the public space so i don't know like mercury may still you know kind of suck as a planet i don't know it, it, or it could be expanded upon it, it maybe if you're if you're uh, doing this obelisk thing this help Osiris fix the timeline by restoring obelisks on four destinations. Maybe they do expand Mercury a little bit, and that gets added. And his and his is one of the planets. Uh, we're fairly certain that down here in the screenshots, that's one of the obelisks on the Tangled Shore. Um, so it's got some beam of light going up into the air, up into the sky. Uh, you know, I, I would I would think that you you could easily uh, have that on Mercury and expand Mercury. So, disagree, raids are important, see Season of the Drifter. That is got to be one of uh, the worst examples to make your point uh, because Drifter was bad for like a thousand other reasons and it had nothing to do with raids. (laughs) Like, Drifter was bad for like a thousand other reasons. Do you want to know why Opulence was good? It had nothing to do with Crown of Sorrow. Opulence was good because of Menagerie and because of the Barge. 
That's why Season of Opulence was so good. It didn't have one hoot or a holler to do with Crown of Sorrow. Crown of Sorrow was not even that good, and the loot pool sucked. And what do we think of Season of of Opulence? We think great things about Season of Opulence, with arguably the worst raid loot pool in the history of raid injection. So no, no, a raid would not have saved Drifter. Drifter was... Season of Drifter was bad. The new activity reckoning was incredibly unrewarding, and it was tied to Gambit Prime. Like, I don't know. It's a moot argument, not a mute argument. All raid loot sucks? No. 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 The loot in Crown of Sorrow is unprecedentedly bad. There's arguably really, really nice weapons in Scourge, in Garden, in... Like, there's arguably good weapons in those places. There was nothing worth chasing. What, one? There was one gun? There was, like, a shotgun, maybe? uh, With a decent roll in Crown? Not to mention, the loot pool was better in Menagerie. It was better in Menagerie. Because if you go into... If you go into Scourge, you had the Anarchy, you had the Threat Level, and then the Scout apparently is really, really strong in Crucible, and the Sniper was actually pretty nice. No, the Sniper was from the Forges, I'm sorry. Uh, the Fusion was actually not too bad. Scourge, Scourge of the Past Loot is actually pretty good, and Garden of Salvation has a couple of really nice guns, honestly. The Pulse Rifle, the Hand Cannon, uh, the Fusion are all really nice weapons. Um, so I, I don't think you're going to be able to argue that, I don't know, that crown of sorrow, crown of sorrow is not why, listen, this is, this is a pointless debate because it's subjective to be fair though, crown, crown of sorrow. I don't know if you could even say it's subjective crown of sorrow loot was trash. The guns were awful. The, when you, when you look at, when you look at season of opulence, Nobody looks at Season of Opulence and compares it to Drifter and says, it's way better because of the raid. No one says that. They're like, it's way better because of Menagerie. (laughs) Menagerie. Like, Drifter's problems were far greater than lacking a raid. And, and if you look at the, the Dark Below versus House of Wolves, House of Wolves got more praise and it didn't have a raise. I didn't have a raid. Rise of Iron got great praise and it had like a really short but really, really good raid. And think about it like this. Wrath of the Machine was a year after King's Fall. Having raids in between has never been that amazing. Look at Eater of Worlds. Look at Spire of Stars. Those raids don't make anybody think back fondly on those DLCs. No one's like, oh dude, Warmind was so good because of Spire of Stars. People look back at Warmind and they talk about Escalation Protocol. They talk about the shotgun. They talk about all the power changes. They don't talk about Spire of Stars. I don't think DLCs die or survive on raids and the player base numbers prove me right. This isn't even a matter of opinion. If you look at the player base numbers, nothing backs your statement that a DLC is saved or killed by the lack of or the addition of a raid because the community barely touches them. By and large, the community is not clamoring to the raids. Raids are great. I love them. But DLCs are not living and dying on raids being added to them. That's just completely unbacked by five years of stats um, and and player base engagement numbers. 
right now the player base numbers are super super healthy and raid engagement is not really any higher than it's ever been and the player base numbers are great and so the, I don't think you can say, oh, it's the raid. Well, if it's the raid, there'd be way more people in the raid. And I actually think Garden of Salvation is the best raid in Destiny 2. So. Uh, Gritter. Do you think there's any chance they could rework the Lost Sectors on Mercury, like how they improved upon the philosophy regarding their presence on the moon? I don't know. Um, one of the benefits of doing something to a Lost Sector is you can just make it deeper and further, like go down farther. Because the Lost Sectors on the moon, one of the reasons they're nice is they're they're segmented and there's mechanics, so it feels like a miniature strike. I think they're, they are sort of the paragon example of what Lost Sectors should feel like. Almost like, a, like I said, like a miniature strike. Um... I don't know if they have time uh, to do that. Um, so, Eugene says Garden of Salvation completions will pass Crown of Sorrow completions within the next few weeks. I mean, that's just another case in point that no one looks at opulence and says that Crown of Sorrow is the reason it was good. And the engagement numbers again are backing me here. It just it wasn't a very good raid, and the loot clearly was not a very strong driver. <laughs> uh, Romanian. To me, the shotgun shown in the trailer looks like the perfect paradox that's already in the game. What do you think? It doesn't look like it. It is it. That is the shotgun. There is no like, oh, it looks kind of similar. That's the shotgun. That's 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 perfect paradox. It's it's literally Saint-14's gun. So, it may just be a cool moment where we bring it to him, or it may be coming back as something that we can use too. Nil Gaming. Looking for the new exotic scout rifle with its elemental perk on a kill, do you think it's Bungie starting to play with these types of perks over Kill Clip Rampage ones? Gee, where have we heard that before, chat? Where have we heard that they should lean into elemental perks because there's more creativity and opportunity there and they should give us a true return to elemental primaries? I feel like I've heard that somewhere. I don't know where. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have been banging on this drum for months, man. Maybe even more than months. I've been banging on that drum for a long time. Return to true elemental primaries. It was Datto. Get the absolute frick out of my chat. Um, a true return to elemental primaries gives us way more, way more opportunity for elemental perks and for perk evolution and for perk innovation so we can move away from Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Outlaw, Kill Clip Outlaw, Kill Clip Outlaw. Like, just just move away from that, okay? Just move away from that. Um, So. (laughs) You guys can't trigger me anymore. You're just throwing out random people now. the, The moment is past. It's Rondo. So many people want Trials to return. Do you actually believe one game mode will save the game? That game doesn't need saved, but okay. Especially with the garbage meta that everyone is looking over and brushing off. We've dealt with this question a lot, and your assertion is 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 gonna have trouble getting off the ground because there is no consensus in the community about what's bad in PvP. There's tons of disagreement about oh all, all I get killed by is pulse rifles, all I get killed by is rec- recluse, all I get killed by is mountaintop, all I get killed by is thundercoil, all I get killed by is shotguns, all I get killed by is Yoten. Everybody has their token. All I get killed by is everybody. Everybody claims that there's there's one thing that's wrong or one main thing that's wrong. Uh, and the player base numbers look great. So I don't think anybody can claim that the meta is garbage and the game's terrible and everybody's unhappy. Um, I I just I don't I don't. 
it's it's really hard for you to get your premise off the ground because player base numbers are really really healthy and we have zero consensus from the community about what the problem is okay listen let's rewind the clock and let's go back in time right let's go back in time Typically, when people were really upset about the Crucible, everybody zeroed in on one thing. Many shotguns, 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 shotguns. I'm sick of these shotguns, I'm sick of these shotguns, I'm sick of these shotguns. It hits a fever pitch, and they completely obliterate special ammo. And then everyone's using sidearms. Everybody told me I was an idiot for thinking that that was going to happen. But they're not going to mess with sidearms? Everyone's going to use sidearms. And then the Wormwood becomes meta. And everyone complains. And then they mess with... They mess with the sidearms. And then it's icebreaker and fusion grenades. Now, in those situations, there was an overwhelming trend in the Crucible that everywhere you looked or every person you talked to was all kind of saying the same thing. That is not the case right now. No one is saying the same thing. Never. And I'm dead serious when I say this. Thank you, Spizzle, for 20 months. And Portante for six months. Thank you. Sniping Force with 33 months. Thank you. Legion with six months. Thank you. Shadows of Yore with 10 months. Thank you. Frick, I missed a bunch of subs. Listen, I've been doing this for a long time. We've been having these conversations for a long time. And I genuinely mean this. I have never in the history of Destiny had this much, this much mixed messaging from the community about what the problem in Crucible is. I've, it's never been like this. It's usually trended toward a certain thing and a certain problem. It's just a lot of fill in the blank. Now, everybody's picking a bunch of different random things to complain about. And while that's happening, the numbers for the player base are really, really high. Right? So, to me, I, I think that's indicative of something. So, my... My theory is that the Crucible isn't perfect and there are things that need addressed and certain people notice those things to different degrees. I'm not saying that the Crucible's perfect. What I'm saying is, is there's a mix of things being used, which means you don't have to feel like you have to play the meta. When shotguns were crazy strong, you felt like you had to get a god roll matador or a god roll party crasher or you could not compete in the mid-range. You just got decimated from all the way across a room. Like, you'd enter the room, you'd see a guy, you'd both use shotguns, and you would barely hurt him, and then you would die, right? And so, I think now, if everybody's complaining about different things... My pushback would be, are these problems or are these really, really strong options that lots of people like? I said this this morning. What what are you running around with that's pure as the driven snow? What? What's your loadout? What's your guns? What's your build that's just so pure and non-hypocritical as you complain about somebody lane camping with pulse rifles or just using recluse or just, you know, charging with shotgun or just using the mountaintop? Like, whatever you're complaining about, what the actual, like, frick, pure like perfect build are you using that isn't also causing people on the other team to get triggered because if you're running a shotgun if you're running a shoulder charge if you're running one-eyed mask if you're running recluse if you're running a pulse rifle if you're running anything if you're running a Jotun right those are all options that everybody seems to be using I don't feel like anybody is telling me and this is what people used to say in the past 
it's so one dimensional right now I have to use the meta I have to play the meta I have to run this I have to run that nobody's saying that and I think this is correlating with healthy player base numbers for a reason everyone can kind of play with the thing that they like and we hear from the highly competitive sweaty players that don't want to have to deal with low low entry point low accessibility low flow floor weaponry and kills and those tend to be popular and those tend to be used because that's what the majority of the player base is going to use so I am not saying all of this to say the crucibles in perfect shape leave it alone but I am going to say there's a clear theme emerging right now that there's a lot of things that annoy people but there's not some overarching trend you must run the meta which in the history of Destiny's PvP this is kind of new territory for us we've typically had a pendulum swing from better run this meta better run that meta better run this meta like we kind of pivoted from meta to meta and it doesn't feel that way right now I'm not playing I'm merely repeating to you back to you everything I see on my Twitter feed my YouTube comments and my Twitch chat everybody's saying something different so if trials were to return I think there would be a certain sort of like as you sift the sands of what's kind of crazy or strong or imbalanced certain things would rise to the top as being the 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 most effective right and and that's when it becomes clear in the, in the strongest hands these these builds and these these kind of what do we call them earlier these filthy builds we call them they're just filthy they're kind of skeezy but we love them because they're fun like running around with shoulder charge and skull fort it's just filthy and gross and I went positive and led my team and never used my guns a couple of games like that that's just filthy and disgusting but <laughs> it's it's fun and so but that's not something you're going to do in trials right that's not something you're going to do in trials I believe as the sands would kind of you'd kind of sift through it certain things would rise to the surface and be more prominent be more complained about and then probably get addressed uh, in, in in future updates so as far as being like oh we're just brushing off how garbage the meta is right now is the meta garbage or are we just accustomed to blaming loadouts builds and weapons on why we died like is it the meta is the meta the problem or is the mentality the problem I think it's a little bit of both I think it's a little bit of both I think we are we have we have we have a predisposition to blame gear and there's good reason for that okay there's good reason for that we've had years of weapons that rise to the surface that everyone can use so you could legitimately say I lost that fight because he had a god roll matador or a party crasher and I didn't mine doesn't have rifled barrel or whatever the frick you wanted back then and that's why I lost and so we get to the point where we're like well it's really easy then to blame gear well I died because of this is broken that's broken they're just sitting back and team shotting um and if we want to talk about how it's it's because there's weapons that are easy to use and then someone's saying the meta is really bad tbh you have a lot of things in your way to assert that you can assert the meta is bad all you want you can say that the game is garbage and in terrible state 
the player base numbers are, are, are staring you dead in the face and the complete mixture of player feedback is also staring you dead in the face there's no consensus there just isn't it's not like when shotguns became a problem and everybody ran shotguns it's not like when everybody team shot in vanilla d2 and that was like your only way of playing it's not like that um so i believe it's a mixture of both i do believe there are things that need to be addressed recluse is being toned down one-eyed mask is being toned down other things are likely to get hit as well there's a couple other things rental like what the frick is that thing doing but those things being toned down I don't think are going to take away the idea that people are just very prone to blaming the, the gear and blaming the kits of people and when you say oh everything is just super easy to use Lono everything is just super easy to use yep and when the majority of your player base isn't putting on a sweatband and playing in sweathead tourneys on the weekend, that's probably going to remain a factor. Because, I, you know, we call them dad rifles and you guys want to make fun of Destiny dads, but all these Destiny dads and moms and really busy college students and young players that probably don't have the skills on the sticks that everybody else does... They're part of the community and they're buying the content. And if they go in and just get slapped in Crucible because you make it really, really difficult and really inaccessible and you you, you create this high skill curve and this giant skill gap, you you will lose your player base. You will lose those PvP players. A million people playing a day doesn't really doesn't really jive with oh, this is freaking such a trash meta. This is so terrible. I, I got news for you. Most of the player base ain't putting on their ninja headband sweatband and playing Crucible. They're getting out their dad rifle, they're yoting, they're getting out their shotgun and they're a rental and they're shoulder charging uh, and they're having a good time. And they're shutting down after a couple hours and they don't give two fricks and a holler about your idea about what the best Crucible is. So, it, it's never going to change to this completely balanced mega competitive mega sweaty area it just isn't there's too much space magic there's too many variables and they really really want to keep the lion's share of the player base which you're not if you're in the top 10% complaining about everything that's strong and easy to use so uh you know, I, I don't know. I've gotten preachy on this a couple of times today because I've just been kind of listening to the community about this for a couple of weeks, and I'm just like, I don't think you guys realize that a million people a day playing PvP and everybody pinpointing different problems in the Crucible might be a sign that things are actually in a really good place because you can actually say, I don't have to run the meta. I can run this thing over here that arguably is pretty strong and maybe a little bit broken, but I can run this or that. I can play this way or that way. There doesn't seem to be a pigeonholed meta right now. So, two fricks and a holler. Can I get an ugly sweater with that phrase on it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see about it. So, I'm going to get a bunch of comments on YouTube saying that I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't play PvP and all these kids were wearing diapers or were a twinkle in their dad's eye when I was playing the groundbreaking PvP games known as Quake 2, Quake 3, and Unreal Tournament. They have no idea the history I have with PvP games. But I don't play a lot of Destiny, so I don't know about PvP, which is always funny to me because Destiny's PvP has got to be one of the least, like, (laughs) legitimately competitive PvP games out there. But, you know. I don't know anything about PvP because I don't play it. 
Uh, Commander Tyke. You think that maybe uh, open trials later in the season to celebrate our victory on Mercury, it would find it would fit well in the story. Um, yeah, I I could see Osiris saying, you know, now that you've proven your worth with rescuing Saint Fourteen, I think it's time to prepare to prepare for more or something and trials of Osiris could be seen as like a training ground with Osiris um and then that could explain some of the the rules and the gear and the going flawless and I mean if we're honest if we're honest all we've seen what all it seems like all we've seen as far as the guns go in the armor is everything is from the the sundial activity so there could be an entirely new pool of loot that's in Osiris's stuff I'm sorry that's in like a trials thing so uh, next question rise Prometheus at this point do you think Bungie is better served to do a rework to the difficulty options for all previous raids than churning out two more raids this year here's where people are slowly maybe hopefully over time gonna start to see things from my perspective this guy's arrogant can't believe he wants people to see things from his perspective oh calm down i i would like people to see things from my perspective with respect to repurposing content and i think a very easy win for those of us that like raids and are really upset about the lack of a raid this season you could do something really really easy and it's called contest modifier suddenly imagine running leviathan as much as i don't like it as much as i don't like it imagine running the leviathan raid with contest modifier turned on that's that'd be tough right that would be tough and all the guns have random rolls now and they got a mod slot on there that's pretty cool suddenly the SMG in there and the scout or the pulse or the hand cannon has some potentially really dope rolls and listen I know that wouldn't be this amazing offering but it would be something it would be something and it can't be I'm, I'm, I'm sorry but I don't like I never like being the guy that's like it would be easy come on Bungie it'd be easy but I do want to say it can't it can't be that hard to take one one loot pool of guns and update it to random rolls and just turn contest modifier on like is that am I asking for you know a skyscraper I don't think so it seems like it wouldn't be that hard to do I don't know I don't know and then, and then you could trickle out the layers because the layers only have two guns in each like I you know if, if, if that's a skyscraper okay if I'm asking for way too much uh, you know then then, it, then I guess I'm curious as to what they can do. No, this is hypothetical. They do not have random rolls in Leviathan. Leviathan can give you armor 2.0 armor, and people are getting really good stat rolls from there, but that armor doesn't have the seasonal slot. It has the Leviathan mod slot on it. So that's one slight like hindrance or like it's a bit of a mark it's like eh, this, this 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 gear has great stats but if you're wanting to run any of the relevant content and the relevant you know 
seasonal mods, which I guess only matters if you're running Nightmare Hunts or the Raid. If you're not running Nightmare Hunts or the Raid, those high stat rolls would be great. But then my pushback is like, why the frick are you worried about min-maxing stat rolls on gear that can't run relevant mods? Like, what are you running? I guess Nightmare or the Ordeal. So you're going to go min-max your stat rolls in Leviathan so you can wear the armor in Nightfall, the Ordeal, but then you can't run any of the relevant mods in a 980 Nightmare Hunt. You can't run the, the relevant mods in the Raid. So it's really, really a, a, a very, very niche and specific and even in some respects pigeonholed grind that doesn't make a whole lot of sense so contest modifier would be the justification for saying it's armor 2.0 it has a universal seasonal mod on it that can put in leviathan mods or garden of salvation mods or nightmare hunt mods why because you earned it in end game content leviathan with contest would be tough right it'd be tough and then you random roll the guns ship it like ship that how is there not somebody, there's not a guy or girl or a couple of people that you can't put in charge of applying random rolls to the guns in Leviathan? There's not even that many. There's not even that many. There's like six. I don't, I don't understand. Now, Dylan did say that if they were to do that with the Escalation Protocol guns, it would require them to test the guns. <sighs> Okay, well, aren't there guns in the game right now that are the same archetype as the inaugural address pulse rifle? And can't you just say, here's a pulse rifle, this is the archetype, give it the same base stats as this, and then just give it the pool of perks? Like, why can't you do that? Why can't you do that? Like, you have a gun. It's right over there, Bungie. Look, it's over there. There's a gun that's the same archetype, and it's got it's it's got base stats and random rolls. Like, you, you can't just... You can't copy and paste that over? Well, it has to be tested. Why? If the base stats are basically the same... And then the potential perks are basically the same. Listen, I know that wouldn't be that exciting. It'd be like, well, it's an inaugural address, but it's basically the same as fill in the blank. Oh, okay, but at least it's something. You don't need to play test that. Now, one of the reasons they would potentially need to play test some of this is because, like, the base stats on the uh, the Midnight Coup, okay? Base stats on the Midnight Coup might not be in a place that if it suddenly starts rolling with, like, Accurized Rounds and Outlaw and Swashbuckler, it might get a little, it might get a little bit broken. So that's when you'd have to say, well, rein in the base stats to match a similar gun of a similar archetype and just give it the same pool of perks and then be done with it. Like, again, I'd never want to sound like that guy that's not a developer that wants to make it sound like, well, just do it. Just do it, Bungie. But it's just, it's really hard for me to look at the weapon pool and be like, you guys can't figure this out. You need to play test that. Wait, what? There's not an already, there's not an auto rifle in the game somewhere that matches the ghost primus so that you can just copy pasta, the base stats and then give it the same perk pool. Like, I don't understand what, how, how do you not, how can you not do that? 
You did it with Vex Offensive for frick's sake. You took weapons right out of the forge in Osiris and you threw leaves on it and you made them random rolls. And you may have to do testing. Maybe. Maybe you had to restructure base stats and stuff like that. We should actually do some research and compare the base stats of the weapons that you made with Osiris in the forge and the weapons that came out of Vex Offensive. Because if they mess with the base stats, then that's the solution right there. You just make them, you give it the same base stats. Again, if it's a free update and it's just there to be like, hey, contest modifiers now active in Leviathan. And then next season, contest modifiers now active in um, Spire and Eater. You'd get both in one swing, right? Oh, I waited a long time to take a drink. Holy moly. Um, oh, yeah. I'm getting off on a tangent, but. This is why I keep saying that. Do it with Escalation Protocol. Do it with the raids. Do it with the Blind Well. You know, you you have activities that... And again, if it's free. If it's free. How much time did they spend on this obelisk thing, right? You're going to four different planets and you're restoring obelisks, okay? That's new. My question would be, how much time did you spend on that? And if that time could have been spent repurposing an existing loot pool and activity, why not just do that? Because if it's free to all Destiny 2 players, that's a great way to get existing players that haven't touched those activities because they're new, right? Then you just funnel them into activities that were once relevant and are now being made re-relevant, you know, re re-relevant, whatever that is, is that, if that's even a word. Debugging would be very time-consuming if Bungie attempted to code that in. It would be easier to write in new weapons without require more storage, which Bungie stated is already a concern. Listen, it, then you, you gotta come up with, I don't know, you gotta come up with something. I, you can't just keep, so was all these, uh, all these old loot pools and all these old pieces of content then are like a disease in the game? They're just, they're like a growth that can't be cut off and gotten rid of and we can't repurpose it? That's really unfortunate if that's true. And they're like, no, we can't do that. We have to basically create all new weapons and we're running out of space. We're running out of room in the database. That's really unfortunate if that's the case. That really is. Because it... <sighs> Here's what they do. Here's what they do. They warn everybody. Just warn us. The collection version of all the Leviathan guns are getting removed and going to be replaced because they're going to be random rolled weapons. If you want those weapons, pull them out and save them. Right? And then, when you launch what I've been talking about you have removed those weapons from the game's database and sure you have one in your inventory but it's not dropping from anything anymore it's not being stored in collections you literally just have like a version of the midnight coup the midnight coup the midnight coup is still in the game it's dropping in leviathan it's the same it's the same data point in the ba- in the in the in the in the database yours is just in the game as like a role. You see what I'm saying? They could even, they could even, hang with me here, they could update yours to show it and be like, yeah, it's it's now been updated. It's got, it, it kind of looks like 
a year three version of the midnight coup but it's missing a perk slot and the mod slots i don't know been grayed out it might be too complicated but to me it's like i don't know these guns in the game are basically a disease then they're not they're 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 not random roll dropping they can't be updated because that'll cause too much room in the database they can't be removed because i guess people would be upset about that so they're just kind of hanging out just serving no purpose other than being a potential complaint for people if you got rid of them like i just that i don't know it's a strange it's a very strange situation uh to be in um it's a very very strange situation to be in to have like guns and weapons and loot pools in the game that are slowly and passively cannibalizing the game like just slowly eating away at it like oh you can't add anything you can't update anything this stuff's just kind of here and you can't do anything with it that's unfortunate if that's if that is the true if that is the true situation LTS Harry at one point in the trailer we hear Saint complimenting our combat prowess possibly a new announcer for trials we had this question a little bit ago basically he could be fighting alongside of you in the mission where you rescue him and they've just got some cool one liners in there to make it exciting and make it cool and unique he could also um, oops that is the wrong oh no uh, <laughs> I don't know how far I just scrolled um, here we go. I scrolled the wrong mouse wheel. I was like, all of a sudden, I didn't see your question. Um, it could also just be him commentating why you're doing the uh, the the repairing of the sundial activity that he he probably is in charge of. So, Ashen, do we know what we are? Do we know? Do we know what are in the Dawn Ingrams that are every five levels? They're more than likely updated nostalgic engrams so don't put lono old <laughs> you frick uh jodicus i agree on the statement of no leveling in season of dawn however what if each season increase the pinnacle cap by 10 example be able to grind the 970 this this was um you got your shirt ordered shirt well thank you i appreciate you guys ordering merch um if you're watching this or listening elsewhere, you can go to Teespring and just look up Say No to Rage and you'll find my merch shop. The Rage Rainbow shirt I'm wearing is an emote from Twitch that you can get. It's really cool looking. And then we have Merry Frickmas Ugly Christmas sweaters that I only make a dollar on, so I'm not trying to make money off of you. If you order them within this week, you'll have them in time for the holiday festivities, the five nights of Frickmas that I'll be doing as well as any parties and stuff that you'll be going to. So... You're going to want to order those quick. I had them lower the price as much as possible to the point that I only make a dollar on them just because I wanted people to be able to get them. But because of the the production time, if you want to get them, you're going to need to get them really, really soon. The first week of December, so you have them in time. Um, I, okay, so this suggestion that the pinnacle cap will go up by 10 each season, there's three possibilities, and I said this is one of the likely possibilities. There's absolutely no leveling increase. You're only leveling the artifact. That's possibility one. Possibility two is only leveling the artifact with an increase in the pinnacle cap up to 70. That's another possibility because the highest difficulty spectrum is 980. Okay. And then the third possibility is we're also going to get a gear bump alongside the artifact leveling, which I believe is the least likely. The one in the middle 
I think is a likely uh, possibility, and I'll tell you why. Because T-Funk says going up by 10 is another waste of time. Disagree. Because, and this, this again is a little bit contingent upon tomorrow, if there's difficulty spectrum in content, you're closer to that endgame delta. Let's say there is a 980 version of the sundial. You're closer to that delta every season that launches a new activity and there's new things, there's new difficulties, you're closer to it. So every time the artifact resets, you feel it less. You feel it less. So let's say in the spring, you're really, really leaning in on Nightfall or the Ordeal and you're really grinding for exotics and you're trying to really take some of your gear up to level 10, you know, and you're, you're trying to get all the materials for that. You're working on that. Well, when the artifact gets reset, your grind isn't suddenly halted because you're 970. You're like, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need the artifact. That's like, that's a reward for your grind, right? So it's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already ready to go. Okay. And then in the spring, they bump it to 980. Why would they bump it to 980? Oh my gosh, 980, you know, the, the highest difficulty spectrum goes to 980. Yeah. And now, as a hardcore grinder, you're now matching endgame delta right before the summer, which according to Bungie developers in the one vid doc, the summer is going to be like no other time in Destiny. And then that could be the time where they really blow the lid off and launch a bunch of stuff, maybe contest modifiers freaking everywhere, I don't know. And now you being 980 has a bunch of value and a bunch of purpose. At least in the immediacy, getting up to 970 and, and then subsequently 980, that would actually be helpful because you're getting that benefit every season start by not getting reset. As much as the people that just hang out at 950 and aren't bothered by the pinnacle grind. So, now, people are going to comment on YouTube probably, or maybe even in chat and say, but in the vid doc, they showed us, they showed people in the thousands. They showed people really, really high level. Well, those could have been testing environments. That could have been scalability of like, let's see how crazy the artifact can get um, since it's infinite, you know? Uh, They may have been stress testing stuff just to see like, hey, how high can we get? Or I could be completely wrong and there's a power upgrade. If there was a power upgrade, I believe it would be on this information page because this information page is talking about Destiny 2, Season of Dawn, and there's no mention of a power increase here. Which to me is just a really odd thing uh, to leave out if 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 it's like a... A guaranteed value point every season so 60 burger what activity will be dropping pinnacles this season because vex offensive drops only powerful drops do you think there would be trials or some other yeah i have no idea you're, you're still gonna be able to get them from nightfalls the raid and then the nightmare hunts so i don't know we'll see vector what do you think the new title for the season will be? Uh, it's called Season of Dawn, so I have no idea. Dawnbreaker or something, or I don't know. Sunrise Sally, I have no idea. Gritter, do you think a possible return of true elemental primaries in a weapons 2.0 update is what Bungie is really waiting to bring back for guns like Imago Loop or Fatebringer 2.0? Dude, I don't know. I Listen, I want a true return to elemental primaries, but... I don't know if Bungie sees things the way that I do. I don't know what their plans are. If their idea is to do it and then 
to Dawnbringer. Yeah, I could see Dawnbringer. That's not bad. Uh, if their plan is to do that and then also bring back some nostalgic elemental primaries, yeah, maybe. Um, but I mean like a true return to elemental primaries, like a true return to where you have a loud lullaby with an element on it. You have, a, you know, a, um, your, your kinetic your kinetic guns, you know, suddenly have uh, elemental elemental perks on it. Now, let's just say they agree with me and they have plans to do that. I don't think that's also attached to bringing back a Mago Loop and Fatebringer. I don't think that they're they're quote unquote not bringing back Imago Loop and Fatebringer because of what you're t- what, like what you're putting your finger on. Imago Loop, Imago Loop didn't have an element. If you remember, it, it didn't have an element because they did away with elemental primaries. The only way to have an elemental primary at that stage of the game was to get the Age of Triumph exotic primaries from the repurposed raids. So, I I don't think that's part of the equation. Uh, last question Evan Space if Bungie made a raid for the season what do you think it would be uh, it would be nothing there is no raid and I don't think they're doing one if they do anything it'll be something in Garden of Salvation maybe contest modifier maybe repurpose the fights Garden seems pretty big and the weapon pool seems really slanted in one direction they could add a bunch of new weapons um, that we haven't seen yet or something I don't know I'm not going to put a lot of stock in that uh, given that there, th- this page seems to really be trying to temper our expectations but then you got Deeds saying that there's going to be a bunch of game changing things discussed tomorrow and 12 devs are coming out so I, I don't know what to make of all of it maybe the raid team's going to come out and talk about the raid and they're going to do stuff with it I don't know uh, I don't know we, we could see it maybe uh, so if you guys have been here and enjoyed this remember to click follow and turn on notifications right here on Twitch that's a free way to support me to make sure you don't miss this or the Bungie stream tomorrow if you're listening on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe <laughs>